Welcome, heathens and witches, to the horn and cauldron pub, pub chat. chat. Yeah, so uh, welcome back. This is this is uh, episode two of the pub chat. Today yep. we're talking about magical pain management, Charles Cordell, and the weird, weird story around that guy. It is some tiger. It is some tiger. Uh, King it's some tiger king drama. Excited. It's very cool. And then uh, again, magic in media, as we always do, because it's everywhere so and we watch a lot of it so there you go so uh if you're listening to this on our on your podcast network of choice give us a review leave us a review give us a subscribe and all that kind of stuff and if you're on youtube don't forget to like this video comment below share subscribe ring the bell and do all that i'm john norgrove this is julie norgrove and let's get right into it our listener question of the day uh was is a friend of ours who asked what uh if there was a way to use magic to help manage pain, essentially, like yeah. what is the magical way to manage pain, right? Yeah. Well, and we have to start out by saying, guys, we're not medical professionals, so mm, what we say not a shouldn't be considered medical <laughs> advice, literally at all. No. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that being you're said, you're supposed to seek medical advice before you start taking like a multivitamin shit. Yeah. Bro. Like, yeah. go talk to a doctor. Doctors are the professional people who went to like college for this shit. We're like mountain wizards. That's it's not the same. Yeah, we did not way go less to co- college for doctoring. Way less college. I went to college for physics, and let me tell you what: not the same as medicine. Zero percent the same. <laughs> right. So, and I'm not even doing to... physics. So there you go. Yeah, and I barely went to college, so we're not even. Oh, talk let's about not that. let's not pretend I got a degree in <laughs> physics or something like that. Like I'm not I'm not trying to flex on a motherfucker. None of that. Right. No. Mm. There wasn't really a place where you could like do metaphysical type of college stuff. There barely is a place. There's barely a place nowadays. Yeah, now. man. Yeah. Um, I wish there was. I would go to like a like a magic college. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Harry Potter proved that 99% of the population of this of this planet is like, if there's a magical school where I can learn witchcraft and such like that, I want to do that shit. Yeah. Fuck regular expensive ass college. Yeah, where's that college? We're gonna go. Yeah. Can I get a can I get a scholarship? <laughs> yeah. Would you like to scholarship me? Um, support whatever the word is. Me going to magic college because what's up? Yeah. Anyway, don't treat our advice as doctors. We are definitely not doctors. We cannot give medical advice. So that being said, this is for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) TM, everybody, let's let's be chill. Disclaimer. Yeah. Disclaimer. So the this is a really interesting question because you can't really use magic to take away your pain, and and you can kind of substitute pain for even like. illness or any sort of recurring thing that you have in your life like that that's that's physiologically um take it take it to the most extreme way to think about this thing right can you use a magic poultice to grow a whole ass arm back no we can't even use medical science to grow a whole ass arm back you're not a lizard unless you are a lizard person at which point contact us what's up i want to know about the lizard luminati what's going on yeah we need to know so (laughs) we just so you can't use magic for pain uh but there are some techniques that can be that like magical users use that can be helpful to those of you who are dealing with pain manage and control the way that you react to the pain yeah as a person with incredibly chronic back pain and and also a violent irresponsibility of what and the way that I lift things, regardless of the fact that I've had back yeah. pain for north of ten years. Let me tell you what, 
These are for assisting you in managing it. From um, a spiritual sense. Yeah. 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 So the first of these items is meditation. I know we talk about meditation often, not often enough for it to be a drinking game, but not close. yet at least not yet. Um, but meditation can help you sort of mentally push aside pain or um, otherwise symptoms of that nature. Yeah. It doesn't make them go away, but monks have been using meditation for literally thousands of years yeah. to help to detach themselves from physical sensations. Um, in addition to that, the way there are several types of breathing connected with meditation practices that can be used to sort of additionally help to push that stuff aside. Like that kind of breathing? <laughs> the family guy reference? Yes. Yes. It's a little <laughs> bit like that. So uh, meditation, big, big one there. Um, it definitely helps to sort of clear your mind. And honestly, if you can meditate through chronic pain, like you are going to be yeah. master you're ahead, you're meditation. Ahead of the meditation ahead definitely of the helps curve. curb yeah. it as well as lets you like uh so i have chronic back pain and migraines and it helps with like being able to focus like on like let's say like a sitting in front of computer task yeah. whilst in like mind bending back pain yeah <laughs> kind of a thing so like, like meditation just sort of helps you like deal yeah yeah and as a lady i have particularly awful um, moon time cramps. So meditation definitely helps with that. So does taking like ritual baths and that sort of shark thing. Shark attacks. Too. Why aren't people calling these shark, shark attacks. attacks? Isn't that way cooler sounding? I mean, moon time cramps is, is pretty rad, but like shark attacks, you know, because it's shark week. I mean, yeah. Shark attacks. It sounds way cool, right? Yeah, but then what if people confuse that with an actual shark attack? That's a thing that happens. Yeah. We live in an area of the world if you where shark attacks are a thing. If you don't thing. live in a place where shark attacks happen, would you use the term shark attacks? Question of the day. Put it in the comments in the, in the below bar. <laughs> Dracula drips. Okay, I'm done. No. That's... <laughs> I'm sorry. Shark Attack is a fun reference. Dracula drips is vulgar. This is a family gross. establishment. It came out of pretend. my mouth and I was like, ew. Yeah, that's immediately regrettable. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. Anyways, <laughs> so um, aside from meditation, you can also try petitioning certain deities. So you can try to petition Buddha uh, to sort of help help yourself mentally tune out the suffering on this plane of existence. Yeah. You know, um, reality that the gods forgot. Exactly. Uh, Hephaestus uh, can help to lessen your pain and help you to learn to live with a recurring condition. Uh, you can also reach out to Dionysus or Bacchus to help any prescribed medications that you take be more effective. Um, and you could probably, you know, pass that into like aspirin, ibuprofen. But again, we are not doctors. We're not telling you what to do. This is not medical advice. Yeah. Uh, and you can also, of course, petition any patron deity of yours for guidance on a specific act of the symptoms that you're Aspect. feeling. Um, yes. Uh, of the symptoms that <laughs> you feel. act of the symptom. It's act three, guys. Everybody watch <laughs> out. This is where shit gets real dramatic. Um, we're already there. Full drama. <laughs> Full drama. Um, so you can petition any patron deity of yours to um, sort of help with specific aspects of the symptoms or to inspire you to keep with your doctor prescribed routine or anything like that. Yeah. However, a sort of one caveat here when working with deities is um, most deities are not and, and also ancestors work in the same way. Most spirits, whether they are deities or spirit guides or whatever they are, they are not here for a pity party. And um, it is it is important that to, to think about this is if you were telling your 
you know, your friends about, you know, this pain that you've been having or something like that. They're definitely going to be here to like be your shoulder to lean on for you to vent to and to help you however they can. Um, but with a deity, especially if they're giving you sort of advice or trying to inspire you to do something specific, you know, like maybe take your meds on time or stretch every day or whatever the thing is, um, you know, the, if you're not doing that, they're going to be less likely to help you in the future, particularly um, deities from the Norse and Celtic pantheons. Yeah. Deities from those pantheons really, really highly prize that people are strong and that they're um, they're making Active their own... in the participation yeah. of the thing that you're asking for. Yeah. And honestly, this isn't even a deity thing, right? Like, this is... like. Like, like, even, like, like, you think about this, like, even if the doctor is like, hey, do you have pain? Stretch more often. The pain's going to go away. You come back six months later, and you're like, the pain is worse than ever. And the doctor's like, like, have you been stretching? And you're like, nah, I decided not to do that. And the doctor's going to be like, well, WTF, bro? What? Like, we talked about this already. So, like, when you think about this, it's more than just, like, deity stuff. Although, this does definitely apply to, like, deity stuff. Where it's like, it's like, you know, like you need to take, like if, if, if you get the sign that stretching's the solution or you get the sign that like meditation's the solution, but you're not, you're not meditating or you're not stretching, then like, of course you're going to get a bad outcome, bro. Like that's how that works. Arguably the same logic could be applied to if your doctor prescribed you a pill to help with a condition and you're just like, ah, I'm not going to take that pill. I don't like taking pills. Yeah. Well, then the condition's not going to get better, right? Like this is... It's like linear ass logic yeah. that I feel like is often glanced over when we talk about like quote petitioning deities unquote yeah. right. It's like if you're not if you're not bringing the minimum amount of thunder, then lightning is not clapping. You know what I'm saying? Even though so those things are backwards. Follow through is uh, is the thing. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. Commitment but and follow crazy through. So um, that's the listener question. Um, let's move on to something a little bit more upbeat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, so this week in story time, um, we have we're talking about Charles Cardell. So in the last full length episode, we had our deep dive on Book of Shadows and Grimoires, and in it, we talked about Book of Shadows. Um, being uh, the first one being written by Gerald Gardner and Doreen Valiente, who are sort of the founders of uh, Wicca. And that after Gerald Gardner's death, his rival, Charles Cardell, published parts of their Book of Shadows. Um, so I'm here to talk about this Old today. Charlie Cardell. Because it is some legitimate Tiger King stuff. Yeah, like, down. this is insanity. So Charles Cardell was Gerald Gardner's rival. And um, not only did he publish part of the Book of Shadows under a pseudonym name, um, but Charles wasn't originally named Cardell. He took the last name Cardell when he became a stage musician and a psychologist. Magician. Yes. A stage magician. A stage magician. Yeah, stage musician, not weird. Oh, did I say musician? Stage magician, <laughs> liars. Yeah, so he became a stage magician and a psychologist. Almost I did almost it again. did it again. Jeez, what is... If I'm not pronouncing something wrong during an episode, what even are we here for? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not saying that I'm pronouncing it right, by the way. I'm just literally reading the thing that's on the screen that clearly has an A, not a U. Yeah, so he became a stage magician and a psychologist. And it wasn't long after that that he met a woman named Mary Edwards. And it's unclear 
what exactly Mary and Charles were like into, but basically, like what their relationship yes, was. well, she was not his sister, but after meeting him, she decided to change her name to Cardell and they claimed to be siblings. Oh, that's gross and concerning. Yeah, we don't. Or maybe it's not. Honest to God, yeah. I don't know. We, I, I don't know. I'm sure that there's information out there somewhere. Do but... you know the secret life of uh, Charlie so, Cardell and his so... sister, Weird Mary? Let us know. Comment below. So together, Charles and Mary sold magical potions and charms at Cardell's state, estate in England. And um, eventually they met Gerald Gardner and his coven. Like, in my mind, they just live, like, right down the row. And they're, like, getting mail. And they're like, oh, hey. Uh... <laughs> so was Gerald Gardner English? Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, so after a while of basically hanging out with Gerald Gardner, Charles uh, had a falling out because Cardell was unhappy with Gardner's publicity, uh, kind of hinting that he that Gardner sold out. Um, and so Cardell went and he started his own coven. And his own coven primarily worshipped a deity called Atho. Um, A-T-H-O. He had a carved wooden statue of Atho's head, which he claimed to be like 2,200 years old. And this is like super like primitive art, but like very intricate. Is Atho an actual ass deity? We're, we're going to get there. Okay. Um, so this... Secret time. I've never heard that name. But the, I, mean, I don't know everything. So he claimed it to be like 2,200 years old and sort of like the progenitor of pre-christian um primarily like gaelic type and uh, celtic type magic so he's like this is the pre-horned god and the pre-dagda and all that other kind of stuff and and cardell also had other magical artifacts that he claimed to date from pre-christian times yeah. um, i mean i'm gonna tell you what that sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Like, it sounds like a scam. <laughs> when he's like, who do you worship? The horned god? Ah, my god's like the pre-horned god. Don't worry about it. Way, way more horns. Yeah, he's like, it, it's like the my dad couldn't beat up your dad yeah, thing. He's totally, like, my god's totally. older than your yeah. god. <laughs> he's like, what are, you, what are you driving over there? A 94? Bang, look at this thing. It's 87. Way stronger. You should trade it in. Yeah. And you're like, what? Like, you know, this yeah. guy's a you car, used car salesman of magic no, it, stuff. It gets even better. So in the so in the 60s, a reporter snuck onto their property, the Cardell's property. Sure. And he witnessed their magical ritual in the woods, um, which involves them being nude, by the way. All the British witchcrafty people in the 60s were like also at least low key. Yeah, you got to take air baths or whatever the fuck Franklin called them. Uh, What do they call it? It's like, They're called air baths. No, it's called sky clad. That's what it's called. Oh, Skyclad's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So, no, like legit for our founding fathers of America, a few baths. of them would take air baths where they would just like wander around at night, butt naked. Cause it was like good. <laughs> it was like good for the humors or whatever. I mean, fucking I'm not going to say that's that not every, great. Every time I hear say... it, I'm just like, I can only imagine like, like, they, like they get done doing like important American history stuff that like to them is just work. <laughs> but to us is this like profound thing. Right. And they're like, oh, man, we got done with this. Hey, I'm going to go home and have a beer. Meet you guys out in the woods at like 11 o'clock. And they just all show up naked. and They're just wandering around like, ah, 
how's Betty doing? You're like, ah, Betty's doing great, man. Like, you know, eyes forward. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, like one of those kind of things. I, I have no clue how they did them, right? But it's just, I think about that more I mean, often than I care to admit. That's what I'm going to say. I think I about mean, naked founding fathers live, more often than I care to admit. That sounds like that would be great because we like live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And we, oh, we yeah, live we could, in like we a could really totally nice do air baths out here. But Nobody's fucking the thing that I here. am concerned about is mosquitoes because we have mosquitoes out here. Oh, yeah. You get like chewed up round, by mosquitoes. And I get like chewed up. Like, I, I have a mosquito bite on my arm right yeah. now last week i had one on my toe because it's cold so like Maybe i'm wearing more and longer clothes so they're just trying to get at the areas that are exposed and yeah. apparently that was one of my toes gotta, so anyway you gotta bathe in citronella leaves <laughs> gross just rub them all so over so anyway in the 60s a reporter stuck onto their property and he witnessed their magical ritual in the woods and then he published it in the london evening news and Ooh. was like look at this witchcraft in the woods or whatever it was and the cardells were pissed and you know kind Rightly of rightfully so, so. Yeah. um so they so the cardells sued the reporter and the london evening news for libel all the while talking smack about the reporter and about the london evening news now during this court case the cardells claimed that they were only doing magic stuff witchcraft stuff to try and expose Gardner for being a fake. And Gardner's just over here in his own happy land. Not at all part Wicca, of this shit. Yeah. Right? So they tried to they're trying to expose him for being a fake. And they basically talked so much smack about the London Evening News and this reporter that the London Evening News countersued them and and not only did the Cardells lose the original libel case, but they also were in, they also were uh, found guilty of libel against London Evening News. This was such a big deal that they had that Cardell had to sell off most of his estate to pay the bills about this court case. And not only that, they were basically forced to live in quote unquote a caravan in one of their fields on the estate that he previously owned. So he basically had to sell everything except for a field and then lived in a tent. I mean. Like, he fucked around and found out. I'm just... <laughs> he really did. Bro, now, what are you doing? If thing. you're going to do fake you magic... You had asked like, about Atho. Get put on blast. So, after Cardell's death... Uh, and Cardell had a son. I don't know if that's with his sister or with somebody well, else. It is unclear. Quote, sister, so, unquote. Definitely not So, after Cardell's related, death, lady. his son revealed that the carving of Atho was actually carved by his father. Yeah. Okay. In 1967, the statue was stolen. Mm-hmm. Still, still gone? Still gone. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So there's actually Whatever more... billionaire is sitting on this Atho statue, uh, what's up, bro? No, it's it's better than that. Get that shit so um, the next chapter of this story, we're actually going to talk about in the next pub chat episode that's going to come out on uh, February 7th, because there is a whole nother chapter to this. And in the next chapter, we're going to be talking about Charles Cardell's housekeeper, or not his housekeeper, his uh, groundskeeper, uh, because it's just as insane yeah we're not done yeah. apparently gardner and cardell and their uh and their contemporaries of the time were literally the tiger king of magic uh and witchcraft hey, and i am hey here hey for this story netflix somebody who works for <laughs> netflix what's up you need two hosts for basically tiger king but with magical folk because bam yeah bam I'm just saying, put it out there, make that shit, make that shit happen. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Okay, that's the sto- that's the f- part one of uh, Cardell of Magic and, Tiger King. and Gardner, uh, Weird Magical uh, Tiger King. Uh, next up is Magic in Media. So we were going through what we have been watching and what we watched this year and all that. Or um, in the last couple of weeks. In the last couple of weeks, I should say. This year. Still this year. Uh, it is technically counts. this year. Uh, technically correct is the most <laughs> correct. I learned that from Futurama. Um, but uh, so we watched the two most recent shows that we watched that we've actually finished because we are currently in the middle of brand new cherry flavor. Man, we slept on that we, and we are regretting We will it. have words about that next week. Worry not, my friends. We have like next three more episodes. Or, or Sorry, next pub chat. Two yeah. weeks. In two weeks. So uh, so we've got that. We, we're also like halfway through... Discovery um, of Witches. Discovery of Witches. Basically, and... we were like blowing through Discovery of Witches super fast. And then we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to take our time. There was a third show that I just thought about that had magic in it. But I don't remember what it is now. Hm, whatever. Doesn't matter. Okay, so the shows that we're going to talk about today are we just watched Star Wars Bad Batch, yeah, uh, which is super fascinating. It was a great show. It was recommended by a friend of ours, um, friend comma patron, in fact. That's right. Um, and she was like, "You got to watch it. It's the best. I love it." And so we watched it. I was like, "Oh, we're going to put this on." And I haven't watched any. Uh, I mean, I've watched like a minimal amount of um, um, Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah, right. Like a little bit of like the first couple of seasons. And then she was like, you got to watch like these like four episodes in like a later season that like sets it all up so you can watch Bad Batch. We're like, okay. By the time we were done with the four episodes of of the like late season Clone Wars, I was like, 100%, I'm in. Watched Bad Batch like nonstop, just crushed it in like one day. Just like, boom, done. Uh, fantastic show. But it brings up like vague force power stuff. Not that the show is necessarily about that. It's about like uh genetically different clone troopers something 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 but but uh, it's it's a really good it's a really good show i just don't want to like ruin anything so i'm trying to be vague about that but i wanted to talk about it because it made me think a lot about like sith and jedi and all that kind of stuff because star wars has a very interesting magical system right and what it specifically reminded me about while we were watching it, there was like of the many times that I like were like in between two episodes, pause. Jonathan's going to talk about a thing that he read in a book <laughs> because I read a lot of books um, is that I just recently read uh, within the last six months or so the first um, High Republic novel, The Light of the Jedi oh, or whatever the heck yeah. it's called. I, I read it on our listen read it. I listened to it on Audible again at the at the. Uh, suggestion of the same person who suggested the uh, Star Wars Bad Batch. And um, it's it, it talked about the fact that, and I guess I never really thought about this in the form of, like, Star Wars, uh, Light of the Jedi is what it's called. Part of the High Republic series. It's called Light of the Jedi. Um, but so, like, Jedi starships specifically don't use, like, touchscreen inputs. It uses, like, switches and knobs and shit. Because the force is a physical attribute. So, like, you can turn a knob or flick a switch with the force, but you can't, like, use touch a touch. A t- you couldn't use an iPhone with the force, but you could use, like, a mouse and a keyboard. Which is actually pretty funny because um, in Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, the vampires move so fast that touchscreens don't work. But, like, a regular digital input can work if it's, like, sped up 
to handle their speed mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like a throwaway line that has no bearing on the story. But it made me think about that when I was listening to to the to the book about it. Because in the book, they're talking about how like like really skilled Jedi can like be on the ground lightsaber and motherfuckers whilst in their mind like piloting their ship to do like like support or like strafing runs or like whatever the fuck mm-hmm. which is incredibly badass also if you haven't read the book like check the book out it's amazing but so like what's your opinion on like you the audience and you as well on the like sort of star wars jedi magical practice thing like it's to me it's very interesting and i feel like it's strongly not addressed in like quote canon media now that they've like axed the books for no reason whatsoever i I definitely agree that it's not really talked about a lot i mean when when episode back in the day when when i was a kid and this was all fields (laughs) as far as i can see when episode (laughs) one and two came out there was a lot of talk and a lot of jokes about like midichlorians and all that other kind of stuff and um in the mid 90s and late 90s there was a game called parasite eve that was super popular that also talked about midichlorians and basically how midichlorians which is like genetic information encoded in all creatures Mm -hmm. um it has like when you manipulate it basically you can achieve uh, mutation or magical powers or just sort of other powers and you know parasite eve is like a horror game and that's sort of its own thing but it's really interesting because i've always felt that the jedi have a really great like spiritual belief system in the force that reminds me very very much like buddhism toxically Um, biased that's what I'm going to say about the, <laughs> the force is a super interesting thing. And because they, in my opinion, they haven't addressed it in like in full canon, right? In yeah. the books, they address this kind of stuff. But, and you know, like, like, obviously that's what made me think about it is because of talking about like the book that I read, but like in canon, it's just like light, good, dark, bad. There's some sort of balance that needs to be brought, but that balance might be just killed. But all that the bad balance guys. also means that you have to have the dark, and I feel like we don't get enough of well, that information. We don't get about enough like logical of description of it. I feel like, and like the prequels do a fair job. I mean, the post schools are whatever happens when you set a dumpster fire on super fire, which I imagine is just like more fire, but it rides a motorcycle and it contains a, it contains a jar of honey that forces you to commit adultery. Uh, family Guy reference. <laughs> But, um, yeah, uh, a super devil reference right there. But, um, it's, it's just, like in the prequels, at least we started to get like a little bit of like, oh, like, what's, like, you know, like we started to get some, we of started that. to get more of it. And then in the post schools, they're just like, whatever science magic, who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like clones. Oh. Yeah. So um, sorry for spoilers. It's already been out. You should already know. Yeah. Um, or not. Yeah. So I've always, time. I've always felt that like we could get a lot more about the force and about the way that it works and about the way yeah. that force users use the force, because really the way that the force sort of has morphed and changed throughout, um, throughout all of the iterations of, uh, Star Wars and even just, you know, the main movies. Cause I haven't really read any of the books, but yeah. I've read fam- several yeah. of the Star Wars, but books. like even just in the movies, like it, definitely it, it definitely manifests in a way that is magic so i think that you can oh, say whole force magic. magic is magic yeah 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 the force is whole ass magic like yeah and i'd like, love no to lie, know whole ass magic. more about it yeah you know? and i feel like we just don't get enough answers but it's just it, it, it was it star wars a bad batch brought up a bunch of conversation and question like in the house about like like basically like jedi and sith magic yeah. Like, I mean, 
real ass talk, why don't we have a Sith movie about dope Siths? I mean, in a way, I want a Sith movie having only the, the Jedi. Jedi focused stuff in in specific relation to the Force side of things. Yeah. Uh, only having the Jedi stuff really kind of makes it that like high vibes only. Yeah, it's it's good, it's it's that it's that only, it's that toxic light and life thing. only. Boo, yeah. like no darkness. Like, but you can't have darkness without the light. Yeah, they say yeah. that, and yet they're constantly trying to murder Sith, like left, right, and center. Uh, but there's also that thing where like the Sith is only ever two, and there can't, and like when there's more than two, it's kind of a shit show, and when there's less than two, they like find which somebody, which doesn't really make which sense. Which they like to vaguely talk about, but they also like vaguely don't. I mean, because it's, it's very like, have you heard the story of whatever the fuck yeah, his name is? Yeah, you know? I mean, the immortal Sith in Green Lantern. There being oh only like I'm one sorry. orange lantern makes sense to me, but in in an entire huge universe of far, and, far yeah, in a huge galaxy far far away and a long time ago, it just doesn't make sense to me that you would only have two Sith ever. Yeah, I think what I think when they say that they that mean is. like they mean like two like prime Sith, and it's just, it's the thing where yeah. it's like it's like at the end of whatever fucking shitty late stage Star Wars movie we have. Where like the kid moves the broom with the force or whatever the fuck that is, and um and you're like oh fucking Jedi are coming back or whatever, and it's like yeah because there's not any qualifier for what the force is. It's just like if you're gangster force powers, right? Yeah. And yeah. and if you're like kind of a prick about being gangster, then Sith powers. And if you're like okay with everybody just living their lives well, then Jedi. You know, like it's very, yeah. it's very like, or maybe you're line. like, they're not, they're not, it's not uh, a mystery, you know, or you're like what force inclined is what they said that Han Solo is where he's like, not a yeah. force user. See, and that's, that's the like other thing when they're, when they're like, they're like, oh, these people are like, he's vague like a force, force or whatever, medium. but, but also like, I'm sorry, what's her name got spaced and like force, whatever, I, let's, whatever, let's not talk about those three movies. Whatever. Yeah, right, but inter- still, I feel like the Force is one of those interesting magical practices that is generally not explored in the same way as like a bunch of other shows that have magic have been explored. Even though Star Wars yeah. is like this big hot thing, like everybody's gangster with like Force push and like Force lightning and like lightsabers. I mean, that's but like magic no, right but there. like nobody wants to talk about like the system within which that universe yeah, that universe's yeah. magic like persists. Well, and I think but, that some of that comes from it being like magic and science fiction sort of together. Um, you can have magic, magic and science space, fiction. Basically. You can have magic and science fiction. And I love the idea. Star Trek has of magic, magic and, and science fiction and it works yeah. perfectly fine. The, there's a bunch of telepaths. The Betazoids are nuts. Yeah. Right? Telepathic. Vulcans are telepathic and have like like all kind of shit like that. Yeah. You know, I mean Kess was able to like unmolecularized matter with her fucking brain powers. Yeah. And it's just because she like didn't die young like and her species she went is supposed like fire starter to. Cues too. exist. Nobody questions cues. And that dude just like snaps his fingers and anything that he wants to happen he is just happening. Tom Bombadil's around. Yeah, he's it's a fucking nightmare monster. <laughs> and the captains are just like, oh what is this, a Q level event? I guess fuck it. Yeah. So uh, tell us, like, yeah, what, do what do you, you guys think, think about, about Star Wars force magic, magic, force magic nonsense, stuff? Do you yeah. think it's magic? How do you feel about that? Would you want, if you could choose, like, a magical power, would you want it to be like the Force? Are you mm. interested in the Sith? Tell I mean, us, tell us your thoughts. Definitely Q powers, but that's because Qs are all infinite. Not talking about Star Trek. And if I'm Star Wars, I'm Sith, a hundred percent. Come on. 
Yeah. Way cooler outfits. Minimar. Way cooler outfits. You are. Yeah. yeah what am I going to wear? Like dope black and red or like robes and shit? <laughs> I want dope black and red. Come on. So the other thing that we watched recently is Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. And this is another one that I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think of as being magic. But when um, when like I was almost younger. Almost every vampire tale ooh, has magic boy, in it I nowadays. was deep in, in, in um, Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles. I haven't read them all, but I've read a fair, a fair, fair chunk of them. Yeah, or recently. Yeah. I talk about them often. Uh, but the vampires in specifically the movie Interview with the Vampire because we're not going to talk about Queen of the Damned here is um, interesting because they did is they don't really talk about it but the vampires in Anne Rice's universe they do have magic so yeah. certain vampires sort of get powers and they're also sort of like psychically connected to their progeny so in the movie Interview with the Vampire yes the Tom Cruise Brad Pitt movie um, Tom Cruise is essentially uh, psychically connected at least a little bit to Louie his his Brad vampire Pitt. child, Brad Pitt, and also to um, to any other vampire that he makes. He sort of feels them and he sort of like knows that they're what there. What is her name? Claudia. No, I mean the actress who plays Claudia. Ooh, what is Ooh, her who name? Is, who is that? Oh my gosh, like I know her name. Yeah, she's too. in a ton of stuff. I super like her as an actress too, damn. And um, I, I want to say Claire Danes, but it's not Claire Danes. strongly not the answer. Anyway, anyway. Interview with a vampire. You say it, and I'm going to be like, ah, curses. Yeah. So, like, it's really interesting because they Kirsten don't really... Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. I didn't That's even have it. to look that up. Yeah. Curses got me. Yeah. Bam. Words. So, it's interesting because in Anne Rice's books, and as the books go further, there's a lot more magic stuff that happens, yeah. including, like, secret organizations and the whole stuff. But in just the movie Inner the Vampire, you don't really get a lot of that magic, but you have a lot of that magical sort of, like... Uh, feel you have a like a like a set dressing almost of like magic and mystery yeah. and it's pretty fantastic but in the in there you in the movie you do see the vampires move like super fast but you can also see them sort of charm people of course they fly which is not entirely accurate but that's its own thing yeah, power um, of light magic yeah, power of light equals magic. Yeah. Transmogrification, uh, also, like turn it into a bat or animal or some shit. Yeah. And, w and when you think about it, and I don't know that I could go so far as to say like Anne Rice is the one that started this, just because like I don't know enough about like vampire literature. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that I've read an inordinate amount of vampire literature in my life, like way too much. But like, I feel like vampires used to be whatever demon cursed raised from the dead bodies put a stake in them put them back in their casket like sort of folk tale legend shit and now vampires are basically like anti anti-heroes right they're like yeah. they're like deadpool or like yeah. captain america or honestly like fucking scarlet witch dude some of these books and some of these series vampires got like straight up mind powers yeah you know, yeah. and and it's oh, this vampire is this mind power. This vampire is, and this this mind power is more powerful than the next. I've read yeah. books where vampires can turn into more animals than just bats. I've read books where yeah. vampires have like full ass, like this vampire can like create fire with its hands, and this vampire is like power over such well, and, and such and whatever. Rice you know, does that in her so like, other books like too, I wonder if I wonder if it's Anne Rice who started that, 
or if it was like a lesser known thing to write about vampires about like it wasn't like hot because it was like kind of lame and Anne rice was the first one to do it and everybody was like oh shit this isn't lame this is actually tight and now everybody else is doing it because like when i look at like 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 your big ones your your vampire academy your twilight your um um was the Kate Beckinsale bloody oh, underworld underworld right all you're vampire all of these diaries. vampire diaries right these vampires just straight up got magic ass powers right uh, like and it's always like vampires and then like vampires have like vampire skills and whatnot you yeah. know but it's like these vampires just got like magic ass powers right so like what I want to know like like the way that I think about it is like did was Anne Rice the like popularizer was she the progenitor or is it a thing where like witchcraft has always been associated with vampires yeah. but nowadays right vampires are their own thing and witches are their own thing yeah. it's sort of like how zombies like like yeah. zombie tm the word is like hoodoo shit yeah right and like the whole like raising the dead thing is like really like a hoodoo thing so it like has connections to witchcraft but like but, now, it's but, 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 but like but like nowadays you don't watch a zombie movie and it's like ah like witchcraft or like ah the dead are like boo out of like graves and shit it's like like a bird shat in somebody's eye and now they got zombie powers yeah, yeah. and and now they're biting other motherfuckers and turning them into zombies or like somebody got like raged into zombies yeah, or like whatever yeah. fucking nonsense i don't know what that one was like aliens or fucking there's been all kinds of things. whatever that zombie one was yeah. yeah no good movie but the aliens thing i don't know about that shit but um like so like like i wonder if the like magical aspect of vampires is a distancing from like its traditional witchcraft association that has sort of like re been integrated to sort of like justify um like older like ah the vampires are like charming even though they're dead and it's like now it's like a bigger deal than that or whatever yeah. so the whole point of magic and media is for us to just have a conversation about like magical shit that has come up in like like in our house as we're talking about it. So if you have an opinion on these things or you like you're just like vampires, that's not magic. That's just like skills. You know how like some motherfuckers are going to play on the piano and others like aren't. Yeah. Right. So like maybe it's just skills and we're like reading too much into it. Although yeah. I don't know what skill allows you to fucking turn into a bat. Um, <laughs> right. Conservation of mass begs the bloody differ. Unless that bat is chonky, but um, <laughs> it's like man bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, I've turned into a bat, and you're just like, oh shit, that's huge. No, turn it off, yeah, please. You're just like, go please back, stop. go back to a man. It's weird. Yeah, I don't. You I know, don't know. Where do you but, put that membrane? I'm yeah, what's know. up? Where's that coming from? <laughs> but uh, so no, I mean, you know, that's the whole point of this is to just kind of like talk about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so and whatever. yeah, we just we're gonna, we're gonna be talking as we go forward with these about like stuff that we're watching, and if you have stuff you want to hear our thoughts on, yeah, or, or if you have shows something to that recommend, you recommend, we are always looking for yeah. shows, even though we have like a million and five shows. Yeah. Uh, and movies to watch. Yeah, and, and if, if you're if you're like a classical guest to this channel, or you've like gone back through the the repertoire of of uploads, like you know that we've been doing like like we've done movie reviews forever. Um, so like if there is a show that comes up that's like 
that we want to review or that I have the like mental energy to remember that much detail for a review. <laughs> um, like we'll, we'll, you know, we could do reviews or whatever, or if there's a show that you're just like, Hey, we want to hear your opinion on, like we can do sort of like a, like a breakdown of the magical systems in those shows as a function of review, because that would be an interesting way to review a show is to break down its magical system and yeah. analyze it compared to other magical systems. Uh, now that I'm saying that out loud, I don't want to do that work. But I mean, it sounds fun. You've so spoken it into yeah. existence. My and bad. It's going to My bad, guys. Now. But so yeah. anyway, yeah, whatever. That's that's magic and media. And uh, yeah, comment below what your opinions Tell are your on thoughts. this. Your thoughts. And uh, if you have something you'd recommend us watch, um, even if it seems like we've probably already watched it. I mean, we rewatch shows all the time. We just. Yep. I've had like three weekends of '90s movies only, so yeah, we've watched yeah. like we've rewatched like all of the great '90s movies and a on bunch Netflix. that weren't as great on Netflix um, again. Mostly on Netflix. I mean, we did see a little bit on Amazon and a little bit on HBO. From yeah, the 90s. but there wasn't really. A but there was there was less by a considerable margin. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Go yeah. watch Robin Robin Hood. <laughs> it's it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, first, let's give a shout out to our patrons. Thank you for allowing us to do this ridiculous stuff. Uh, Alan, Miranda, Alexa, and Helena, you guys are awesome. Yep. You help Keep us do what we're awesome. doing. Yeah. And we have nice cameras and, and nice mics now and nice lights. And we're getting more cameras and like and secret, we've got some new secret show hint. stuff we're gonna be doing. Uh, we're gonna have some new shows coming to the channel uh, this year, uh, like like in like starting in Q one. Um, yeah, and for our podcast listeners um, that are not seeing our beautiful faces as we talk on YouTube, um, these will be YouTube only episodes, but they're not necessarily going to be connected to the podcast, but also some of them might be. Yeah. So we will be talking about those briefly just to sort of direct you there, but we're going to have additional video only content. Yeah, on our YouTube channel. And when those come out, like we'll mention them in the podcast episodes and stuff, so you'll know when they come out. So, like, don't worry. You're still going to find out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but if you are interested in more of that stuff or anything like that, hit us up on social media. Follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube for more of this kind of content um, and more content to come. Uh, so, yeah, social media, YouTube. Uh, you can also find us on our website, nerdjive.com, so you can check that out. Yep. Where that, that website is changing and, and evolving that has into links more. To all of yeah, our stuff. That, that's got links to all of the stuff that we do. And uh, yeah, the next podcast episode, episode number 31, is Imbulk 102, and that's coming out at the very last day of this month. That's right. Can't believe it's already almost February. Yeah, geez, man. I'm still not even totally 22, okay with it being too fast. 2022. Yeah, but, 22, you know. too fast. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so stay tuned for more of that kind of stuff. Uh, either way, I've been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast, Podcast. Pub Chat. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. Stay magical, folks. Yeah, and don't forget, breathe in self-confidence, breathe out self-doubt. Mm-hmm.